This is the Lifting Standards Podcast with your host, Dalton Nicholas, a fitness professional with a new age view on the health and fitness lifestyle. Enjoy. And welcome back. I am your host, Dalton Nicholas. I am extremely excited about today's episode as we have our first guest. This man is a certified ACE personal trainer. He is a certified CrossFit coach, uh, a longtime friend of mine. Uh, We met each other in college and worked with each other for a year or two. He's got a wide experience in the personal training field. I'm talking general population all the way to a five-star resort. Uh, He has worked in like a traditional gym setting and now working his way into more CrossFit. As we speak, uh, simply, he's just like one of the more wholesome people I've met in my training career, honestly, uh, got into the training for the right reasons or the training career for the right reasons. He's pretty much doing, um, doing this job for the right reasons, not really exploiting anything like a lot of people are doing nowadays. So it's really hard to find a good person like that. So it's a really awesome person to meet, hang out with, work out with, etc. So without any further ado, this is my friend, Chris Lafume. Please Tell me if I missed anything, Chris. What's up, man? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, pretty much uh, the, the thing with the CrossFit is uh, it's the most recent thing I've done. Um, but with the other stuff, obviously, as you know, ACE, ace trainer first, uh, group ACE trainer second, and then all the specializations that I did um, with the last job, just getting the TRX cert, getting the kettlebell certs and the aqua certs, and uh, just getting a wide variety of training styles and seeing uh, – just a, a diverse uh, group of people. Uh, so I've had a little bit of everything, it feels like, uh, in the fitness industry so far and uh, still building on it. I love it. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Awesome, awesome stuff. I like the fact that you are uh, continuously trying to grow. Like, that is just such a huge thing to me with friend groups or, like, coworkers, colleagues, whatever you want to say. Like, that is just such a such a key element to being uh being a trainer being any sort of successful person in today's world is just wanting to continually grow so that's awesome uh i just wanted to have you uh give us a quick rundown how did you get into training why did you get into training um where have you been slash gone and where are you now type of thing yeah definitely uh so starting off my career i was school and um thinking i was going to be kind of the superhero cop uh, i started actually criminal justice for like five years and uh, burned out fast. It was, well, I guess five years is still a long time, but uh, burned out kind of quick and just couldn't do it anymore. Uh, so I wanted to help people in a different way and uh, started training quite a bit when I found out my mom had breast cancer. So um, then I really wanted to try to help people in the best way that I could. And when I started training, I started getting people asking me questions on what I was doing. And I'm like, man, I can help people in a different way where people actually appreciate it and like it. Uh, so um, that's when I moved over to Mass and actually started at, at BCC where, you know, we met. And uh, first semester, um, ended up having somebody pursue me uh, for a job in spinning and uh, paid for my cert and all. Um, and that's what started my fitness career was uh, in the spinning, uh, teaching cycling classes uh, until, you know, 50 and older at a community rec center. Uh, so that's what got me into it. And then I just ran with it from there. That's awesome. Um, so you started off th- in criminal justice. You made your way to BCC after a huge life event, obviously. Um, once you got to that rec center after you got pursued, where, where have you gone from there since, since then? Because obviously you didn't just stop at the rec center doing the spinning situation. Yeah, so I started to do a little more group training and personal training at the rec center, very, very uh, small amount. And then um, I built off it. I did some personal training at a couple of local gyms. Um, as you know, uh, Retro and then um, Berkshire Nautilus as well in the area. And then um, working a little bit of security on the side with the criminal justice background, I did that um, the big five-star health resort that you know, uh, Canyon Ranch. Uh, that's where I started to really build my fitness knowledge. Um, and I gained a lot of, a lot of uh, diverse uh, knowledge there with just doing different things in different classes and everything that they offered. Um, and that's what I was there for five or six years. And that's what really expanded my fitness uh, career when I started training and all the different modalities that they offer. That's a, yes. Yeah. That is definitely a huge, um, 
huge place to get all those that as they I'm sure they paid for all of those certifications and like just taking adv- yeah just taking advantage of all all the opportunity you had there. So that brings us oh, man I, obviously I know a little bit more of your story, but that brings us to maybe about a year ago and then what what happened after you were done at that resort yeah so i started to, i started to finish up there and kind of um looking for new things and looking to uh change my um my living situations as well so um i started getting into crossfit a little bit and finding out what it was and trying to diagnose why there was so much um you know criticizing comments towards the crossfit business even though it was such a growing business so uh, i started to get into that as well as wanting to move so um moving down to Florida from, from Massachusetts about six or seven months ago. Um, as soon as I got down here, I went right into a um, certification uh, course, level one cert for CrossFit um, in Jacksonville. Uh, and I got to experience what the coaches go through to become a coach, uh, get my level, level one cert, and then really start to learn what CrossFit was. And um, I could... I could see where some of some of the criticizing comments were. Then also, I see where the lack of knowledge is coming from that people don't know uh, about CrossFit without actually going through that course and what they're they're actually missing. Um, because some box gyms are different than others. You got your just like in any personal training studio, you got your your lower class studios or your boxes, and you got your uh, your higher class ones that are really following the legit procedures that they should be. Yeah. Yeah, with anything you're gonna have that clearly that's what we're gonna talk about today um so basically the overview for today's program uh podcast is going to be we're gonna talk about how you start to become a certified crossfit trainer we're gonna talk about the pros to cross crossfit we're gonna talk about the cons and um we're also going to talk about some alternatives or where to go to find like a good crossfit gym or how to identify like whether or not they're following the protocols and things like that. So, uh, Chris, that that brings us all the way up. Where are you currently now? I'm, I'm sorry. The location and, like, work, where are you now? So now I'm actually living in Ocala. So I was in Daytona a little bit, and then I moved out to Ocala, which is kind of central Florida. Um, and actually my, my big, um, you know, the big gig that I'm working on now is, is Orange Theory Fitness. Um, and that's where I landed um, – with my training, as soon as I came down here after getting my CrossFit cert and building off of that, Orange Theory Fitness is, uh, you know, it's high intensity heart rate based interval training, um, but it's right. it's more to an open general population, um, mm-hmm. and that's, I've I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the community and the member base and the camaraderie that they have, um, and and landed a lead coach position within two months, and uh, right. I've actually fell in love with it. What uh what. They're a little bit more high tech, as I've seen, like some of your uh, pictures from down there. Like you said, the uh, high intensity heart rate training. Yes. Yep. So everything is based off heart rate. So everybody gets a heart rate monitor as they come into the studio. Um, Freaking your awesome. Heart rate, yeah, it's really cool. Your heart rate's up on these TVs, and I'm able to coach them through based off of their heart rate. So um, different zones that they're in um, is where I'll coach them. If they're in a, a zone like. Uh, one of our lower zones, I'll coach them up. And if they're in the higher zone, I check in, make sure they're not overdoing it. And I can coach them down too, if need be. That's awesome. Uh, wh- and what, what's the, uh, member membership like there? Like, you know what I mean? Like what are, wh- how many people are you seeing like throughout the week, like class wise? We have a member base of about 650 people, um, in our oh, studio. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. And, uh, we generally coach classes of 24, um, but we get them up as high as uh, 36 people, which is a 3G class, three groups. Um, nice, nice. And in the, in the afternoons, that's almost all the time. Where our afternoons pack up, um, and we get a wide range from, you know, as young as 14 all the way up until I have I have a male that's uh, 85 years old. Wow. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's awesome. And I've got I've got people that uh, are starting their first 5K, or starting their first 10K after starting Orange Theory. Uh, I have a member who has uh, lost over 100 pounds. It was life-changing for her. And she now has an Orange Theory Fitness uh, tattoo on her leg. That's insanity. Oh, my God, I love it. I, lo- I love the fact that that's what you're talking about, too. You know what I mean? Like, 
Um, I think nowadays a little bit people get a little bit too of a me, me, me. You know what I mean? So uh, you can really tell if a trainer is really into this for the right reasons when they're bragging about their client's progress. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's so rewarding to, to hear the stuff like that and see how addicted they get and how happy they are. And it really changes their life. I know that that fires me up, man. I want to, <laughs> I want to one up you so bad. Just, I need clients like that. That's awesome. Um, so let's get, let's get into the topic here. So, um, pr- I want to just ask how, how do you get certified? So what, what is the like, um, curriculum I should say for being a certified CrossFit trainer? So to start off, you, um, you sign up online for the CrossFit seminar. It's a two day seminar. You pay a thousand dollars. Um, in order to sign up. And then once you sign up, you're going to go take your uh, two-day seminar course. Um, and you start off, we started off really going through the fundamentals of what CrossFit was. And a lot of the training, which I don't think people realize, um, is very basic. It's, it's going over proper form, proper movement, body mechanics. Um, I was telling you before that the CrossFit certification, 80% of it, I'd say, I was using nothing but a PVC pipe. That's the biggest thing that I had. I didn't have weights. Uh, you know, I wasn't doing anything too crazy. Uh, we were using PVC pipes to check form um, and then coach others on checking form when they were using that PVC pipe. Um, so the, the seminar is pretty legit. I mean, I'm, they, I'm sure they could do more. Um, I would love to see them require, uh, like Orange Theory Fitness, we require somebody to have a personal training certification before they become a coach. Um, I would love to see that with CrossFit as well um, as they kind of build. Um, but what's great is they're now nationally accredited as well by the American National um, Standards Institute. Uh, so they are building on what it is, uh, which is good. Um, but it is a two-day seminar. You do take a test. Um, at the end of the test, you can pass or fail. Um, I noticed about 20 people came in to the end of our seminar to retake their test because um, we had a group of about 40 or 50 and by the end of it, there was about 75 people in there because uh, a lot of them had to come back in to retake that test. So the test isn't that simple. So it's not as easy as you would think to become a CrossFit coach, um, but they could definitely do more uh, to keep people safe. Yeah, I mean, they. I like the fact that they're using the PVC pipe, um, especially uh, that's really all you need to teach form. I mean, obviously, certain points you need the weight to kind of weigh you down or if you're not flexible enough to hit any sort of position um but the the pvc pipe is what they should be starting with everywhere i mean obviously with uh them certifying you like that's a great place to do it uh, i would like to see it more in the actual gyms we'll get into that later um what uh so they did a progression system with you then i i assume yeah definitely so as we went through um a lot of it was body weight and then a lot of it was you sit down and you watch the, the master trainers go through the, the movements and go through the, you know, all the specifics of what we should be doing. And then you got up and you got in a group setting and want you would have one master trainer to each group um, watch you and move you through each and every step uh, of your squat and of your Olympic lifts. And um, even as you're, you know, you're kipping pull-ups and everything that they're using in those classes. That's awesome. Yeah, that uh, that's a really, that's good. Um, so with the, I'm happy that they're w- running everything down, um, with uh like a lead or master trainer with each amount of groups because that sounded like a lot of people in there, uh, to start off. Um, so they went through, uh, the progressions. So like, did they do that with like every exercise? You know what I mean. So the the cleans that they teach you, do they teach you how to like get the people to there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And they even, they even spoke on, you know, you know, uh, modifications and, and stuff like that. And they even really highlighted the point of how coaches should be starting with their, their athletes with these PVC pipes the way we are. Um, and a, a lot of box gyms are lacking that they, the coaches get bored before the trainer or the athlete does. And they immediately want to throw in weights on this athlete to see what they can do. When the athlete's just not there, it's just that he's just not ready or he or she. Absolutely. I mean, that, oh, that's a huge, I love that point. Um, I, I, I haven't, I mean, those are Olympic lifts for the most part. The majority of CrossFit Olympic lifts, 
Do you agree? I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I've been training for like four or five years and I just, this past year started doing, uh, Olympic lifting and I wasn't even ready (laughs) for like some of the lifts, you know what I mean? Um, so that, that I'm happy that at least at the base, like at the, at the, the heart and soul of CrossFit, they're at least telling you to do that. Um, but as, as any as any sort of um business plan there's no way that everyone follows that obviously yeah uh, and i think the the big problem that i see and i was telling you this before uh it's a sport and an athlete wants to get the best at their sport as fast as they can so when that athlete comes into that coach and that coach wants to push that athlete as far as possible they're skipping some of those fundamental spots where they really um you know draw in key form techniques and and they're just jumping to how much weight can I do, how fast can I move, uh, way too fast. And that's where we're seeing those injuries. Absolutely. And like you said, it's a sport. So um, naturally, there's going to be like a competitive edge for some people. Um, and then they're simply just going to like it's not only the coaches out there that are causing anybody injury or anything like yourself. You, you, you cause it yourself when you try to push yourself or don't listen to your coach or trainer immediately and try to just do so much weight. And the research shows that with any sport, uh, you know, the athlete, the chance of the athlete getting injured is 100%. Any sport. I mean, it's volleyball, tennis, um, basketball. You're, you're guaranteed some sort of injury at some point, uh, even if it's a jammed finger. You know, you're going to see it. And when you throw a weight around on a sport like Olympic weightlifting, um, the injuries may look a little bit bigger, a little more gruesome. Absolutely. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's, no, there's no way. If you're getting injured all 100% of the time in any other like even like golf or something like that I'm sure the research even looks at golf if you're getting injured in something like golf I don't know why uh I don't know why anyone would think that CrossFit something that well you're literally moving like 85 or 95 percent of your one rep max like a good amount of the time that you would be injury free during this process yeah so after the how long was the test? If you don't mind me asking, I'm also I'm just trying to get really into how uh, how do you get certified? The seminar was a uh, full weekend, two eight-hour days. Um, the test at the end, I don't remember how many questions it was, but I remember it. It took a good hour to go through, um, and it was um, I studied a bit, and then I had a little bit of my my ego take over where I didn't study enough, <laughs> uh, and I was it was pretty challenging. I thought it was more challenging than I thought. I'm like, you know, I have all this knowledge, I should be able to kind of wrap through this no problem but there was some challenging questions that were uh definitely specific to what what needs to be done at crossfit and what the you know the guidelines are (laughs) i love the i love it absolutely i've had it happen to me as well um i'm glad that they're doing that with a uh a harder test i like to see um anyone who's going to be in charge of people's safety or uh like um goals or anything to do with the way that they would think about themselves obviously i think the test should be hard you know what i mean um you've got basically someone's whole and body whole confidence like mind like everything about them once they like can fully commit to a coach or training program uh they're they're all in usually and then uh if nothing happens or they don't see any results then they're pretty much crushed so yes definitely should have a huge uh not necessarily huge, but hard test for sure. Um, and if it was hard for you, I'm sure it was absolutely going to be tough for me. Yeah, it was a good one. So that 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 answers my question on um, how you got certified. So let's get into the pros of CrossFit. Uh, what what would you say is like the number one pro uh, pro thing that CrossFit offers to the uh, the community and the public? Uh, the biggest thing I thought that I loved the most uh, was the camaraderie. Um, when I took uh, the classes at the training, uh, those it felt like no man left behind. Uh, one person finished; they were right next to the person next to them, and they were cheering them on. Uh, that was awesome. You know, it almost gave me chills when, like, we got to that last person, and you had a group of people just cheering them on. Uh, that was really cool. So the the brotherhood, the camaraderie, that was uh, I think the biggest plus for me um, that drew me in. And then uh, I remember at the end of it, we just hung out and uh, they started handing out beers. Um, and we all had a beer together, which was pretty cool. I'm sure that's selective to studios but uh, or boxes. But yeah, it was that was pretty cool too. Uh, that whole group setting, that motivation, that's uh, that's 
huge in today's fitness industry for sure. Oh, I absolutely agree. Um, that's that. My next point was going to just say like you, you obviously you think that you draw off of each other's energy while you're in the class or sport. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Um. So one thing that I've noticed, this is where I'm going to just kind of go back and forth with you, is that uh, I've noticed that it's very um. You've never seen a CrossFitter, uh, like low energy. You know what I mean? It's a very high intensity workout every time. Like it's you, you never really leave, you will never see anyone leave a CrossFit gym not soaked in sweat. You know what I mean? Um, so I definitely I like that a lot about it because um, in today's fitness world, and I'm I'm at fault at this myself. You'll see someone go into the gym, hit a set take 15 minutes and talk to everybody around him and then go back to that bench and then it's gone. So then he's got to wait another 20 minutes to get the bench back to hit his second set. You know what I mean? I've Um, been there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely like how high intensity it is. Um, could you just speak on, uh, the, how they incorporate, um, metabolic and strength in the same workout? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, um, they're building more off this and I think I see it more now with some of the boxes, um, where it started off as just being, uh, let's throw a lot of heavy weight around and see how hard we can go in a very short amount of time. And that's hit training. That's what is popular right now. How hard can I go for how short of a time and to move on with the rest of the 2000 things I got going on today. Um, but now they're starting to build off it a little bit more. You'll see a lot of boxes, um, with their, you know, their workouts for the day, their wads, they're, you know, they're, they're running. They're doing some lifts. Uh, they're doing some bodyweight exercises. Uh, they've even started doing boot camps. Uh, one of ours next to us has a female boot camp. Uh, so a little more just circuit training. It's not yeah. just the CrossFit sport that you see on the TV um, where you know everybody's competing on how much weight and how fast they can move. Uh, so they've built off it quite a bit. But what they're doing is uh, the high intensity is just taxing the body so much in that short amount of time that it's taking so long for the body to recover. So to maintain homeostasis, you have to be at a certain level. And to get there, uh, it's going to take a day or two. And this is with just traditional strength training as well. You see that um, you know you burn the most calories afterwards when that muscle has to recover. This is the same thing we're seeing with HIIT training, is that you're hitting it so hard, the body needs at least 24 to 36 hours to come back and recover um, and then that, during that time, your metabolic rate is just so much higher. They say up to 15 to 20% more calories burned uh, during that time. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that, it's, it's, it's awesome to see um, the fitness industry, obviously, in CrossFit. It's nice to see that they're kind of uh, they're learning from the public because, obviously, like you said, everyone's got 2,000 things to do in a single day. Um, so they're trying to make it so people still have enough, have a way or a place to go to get in a quick workout. And it kind of gets rid of the excuse that I don't have time to work out, even though that's not really an excuse, but people who actually believe the fact that they don't have time to work out, they have a place to go now because they're getting a 30 minute high intensity workout and burning more calories than me when I'm sitting in the gym for an hour and a half talking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, for sure. And, um, that's, you know, that's. And research shows number one reason why people don't work out is time. Oh yeah, a- absolutely. I, you hear it all the time. I'm sure down there, everywhere. It's it's worldwide where everyone thinks that the time is just not it. But you obviously can make time for, um, prior to, with make time for the things you prioritize. You said um, about the sport. It's being a sport too. So I just think that this is just a uh, a really. The clientele that it brings in, it's really good for like uh, a medium or intermediate starting clientele. I I really I just have an issue with like people who are beginners going straight to CrossFit just because of my personal trainer ways and like progression. I don't think you should start uh, right off with Olympic liftings. But I was I was saying it's an incredible thing for like high school athletes or um, college athletes going into find some nice training or nice. Uh, coaching for the Olympic lifts because obviously you should be able to find some good um, teachers of those lifts at these box gyms that you're speaking of? Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, For the most part, I think um, 
general population. I haven't trained in a while. I'm looking to lose weight. Really shouldn't walk into most of your boxes and just start CrossFit. Um, but what we are seeing, like I said, with the boot camps and stuff like that growing, there is options in the CrossFit gym for them, um, as well as um, the good boxers. Uh, you can't even start in classes without um, some training classes before you get into the actual classes. So you'll have a coach work with you one-on-one. -on -one. You'll uh, go through these training classes before you can even actually hit a class with the group. Uh, so some of those good boxes are really trying to, um, you know, make sure that the client is safe before they just go all out. Um, but some of them, again, the, the coach gets bored. They, they amp it up. They throw them in there. And then it's like, uh, you know, just letting them do their thing until they get hurt. And that's that's where we're having the issue. Right. Absolutely. Um, I think the is it called foundation classes? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yep. 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 Those are definitely um, I know, obviously, depending on where you're living and things like that, uh, the amount of foundation classes they have are going to be limited or in surplus based on that. But um, I think that them not the good boxes that you're speaking of them not allowing people to do it unless they've taken a foundations class is absolutely like kick ass because they're like if they're turning away people i would like i'd love to see the people that uh think that they should just be able to jump into the class without the flexibility or mobility that they need or just the proper like coaching that they need right before it um just because simply uh i feel like these people that you would be dealing with are just kind of like a know-it-all type um, and I think that CrossFit stepping up to them is like a huge thing for fitness just because obviously like our, our service, our services aren't a necessity to anyone realistically. Um, but having some big, uh, organization take a stand like that is just awesome for like, uh, the little guy like me who's just starting up or things like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and I see that, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I notice, and sometimes it's with any st uh, studio or gym or box, is uh, sometimes people are just afraid to tell somebody that they can't do something. Um, or they're afraid to tell them that this ain't for you. Absolutely. Uh, for, some, for some people, it's not. I mean, I, Orange Street Fitness, for me, I think just about anybody can do it. But every once in a while, I'm going to say, hey, look, you know, this isn't for you. Um, we need to build off of something else first and get you in here. Or, um, you know, maybe just this exercise isn't for you. You need to do something else. Uh, some people don't want to be told that they can't, they need a modification or they need an option. Or, um, you know, the coach isn't comfortable saying that to somebody because they feel like they're going to hurt their feelings. Um, and, you know, everybody takes things uh, too sensitive nowadays anyway. Uh, so, but yeah, sometimes it's just got to be like, hey, look, back it down a little bit um, before you do injure yourself. And with it being a sport as well, having such a competitive edge, um, people don't want to back down, and that's where the, uh, the injuries come in. But um, with CrossFit, it, it grew so fast and blew up so fast and became so popular, every little thing that they do is sticking out like a sore thumb. So we may see these injuries in other types of fitness uh, industries as well, but if it didn't blow up so fast and, and stick out so much, um, that's, where, that's where it kind of stands out the most. Yeah, absolutely. the The speed of it, um, the speed of it going up so fast has to do with the fact that they there's no way that like they could um, keep up with the amount of coaches they need for it, uh, especially with the growth that they have. So um, I'm sure at the very beginning there might have been a little bit more of a leniency in the coaching. I'm not. I don't have any research or uh, homework to back that up. But with anything like if you're growing extremely fast, you need to have as many employees as possible. I just I'm guessing that there could have been um, some leniency there. Uh, the, the only other two things I wanted to talk about for the uh, pros of CrossFit, obviously we're not going to be able to hit every single pro, um, but the amount of flexibility, agility, and speed that you gain from this, um, from CrossFit and the Olympic lifts, um, is just incredible. That's why I brought it up for the, uh, high school and the college athletes. I mean, all the movements you're doing in there are just simply going to improve all three of these skills. Do you agree? Uh yeah, definitely. And I would say um, power for, for the most part. Um, definitely. A lot of what they do is power. It's short bursts of, you know, just crazy energy to get big weights moving around or to move yourself around. Um, so power for sure is definitely the, I would say, in my opinion, the biggest thing CrossFit offers. 
Absolutely. I can't believe I forgot that one. Thank you for the added there. Um, the uh, the last thing, obviously, I'm gonna. I'm sure I missed a couple of things here, but um, the last thing I would like to say is that you never really see anybody coming out of there with bad body comp. So with the metabolic and the uh, strength combined, and it's more of like a circuit type of training, it's really good for anyone looking to maintain a lean body mass. Um, and they really, they do a really good job of uh, the the programming with the metabolic and strength. It's not like it's, I think it's very, um, evenly, evenly metabolic and evenly strength. There's not one sided that's more or less in any, um, wad that I've really ever seen. Do you agree? Yeah, for sure. So, um, there's definitely plenty of strength, uh, definitely high intensity, you know, metabolic shooting through the roof. Um, and that's where we see the, you know, one of the biggest pros is that your body composition is changing so fast you know, if you continue to make it through CrossFit workouts, you're going to see a big change. Um, the big thing with the strength that I, I noticed with the personal training background is that I, I try to pinpoint every movement. And what I'm seeing is there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of overhead stuff. There's a lot of things uh, that are getting um, high, you know, a little more uh, frequently used, like uh, your shoulders and your traps um, right. and the stability when you're putting things over your head all the time. Uh, you see that a lot more frequent than you do, you know, something that's going to be a strict strength in your back or strength in your stability muscle type of thing. And you see that even with the pull-ups, which is such a great exercise, but done as a kip-up, you're getting more into that power movement and a little right. more higher intensity movement. Um, you're losing some of the strength of it and you're getting more into that risk for injury uh, when you try to pound those out as quickly as you can. Yeah, absolutely. They... Um, another movement that they would use, uh, a whole heck of a lot of is the hip hinge for sure. They're, um, I, I would see it a lot with, uh, people who come out of CrossFit, they're going to have real, really tight hip flexors. Um, uh, as long, I mean, I'm not, that's another thing actually. I want, I, I'm curious, how is the, um, like the post-workout, uh, protocol? Is there any that they give, um, for CrossFit? Cause obviously there should be. <laughs> yeah. So they do, um. I think with a lot of group fitness classes, no matter what you're doing, they lack in the pre and the post workout things. Um, you know, I think uh, just about every group exercise training system um, really lacks with getting everyone warmed up properly when you're not just one on one with somebody, and then cooling them down all properly as well is something that lacks in any group setting. Um, but they do, you know, they do stretches at the end. You know, good box gyms are doing stretches at the end. And they're doing their warm-up sets in the beginning. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's typical of your group setting, group class type of thing. Uh, but it could definitely be so much better. That's a very, that's a very good, very fair point. Um, it's not just like uh, CrossFit specific. Anybody, anywhere that you go, you're going to run into um, an issue with the pre or post uh, warm-up or cool down. Um, dealing with so many different body types and uh, age groups and genders and things like that. Um. So do you think I missed anything for the pros? Do you have anything you'd like to add to the pros of CrossFit? No, I think that uh, sounds pretty good. I mean, there's a lot we could cover, uh, pros and cons, but I think that's, that sums up a good portion of it. Awesome. Um, so the next next segment of it is going to be definitely the cons. Um, we just talked it up. I mean, we've been talking good and bad for a little bit, but um, focusing on the cons, um, ooh, what would you say do you think is – the biggest con i asked you that for the pros but yeah what would you think is the uh biggest con in the crossfit community or sport biggest con for sure is the popularity of it and the what you see from box gyms you know the athletes what you see uh from what they look like and what they you see on tv and the persona that it gives that people want to do it want to look like that uh, draws everybody and anybody in there and then you get a lot of people that shouldn't be doing it or shouldn't be doing as much as they are so fast, um, and the injuries happen so so quickly that then they end up, you know, way back, set back more than they were before they got into that box gym. And then um, with the strength part of it too, like I was saying, a lot of overhead stuff, a lot of shoulder stuff, shoulder injuries I think are the most common in the CrossFit boxes. And um, you'll see, you know, you see your athletes walking out of CrossFit with giant traps uh, because their shoulders are just working constantly through those movements and uh, you're not getting enough of the stability 
and you're not getting enough of those proper form um, movements where it's enhancing the strength around those those joints or areas like the rotator cuff that just can't take that over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree with the popularity thing for sure. Um, and just the last thing you were touching on, I I, I think that they don't do enough um, accessory work for sure uh, to help with offsetting the in ridiculous amount of overhead pressing or um, cleaning that the shoulder has to go through in an everyday workout theme, basically. Um, so with the, we talked about the progression system a little bit um, when we talked about what you need to go through for the CrossFit certification. So I have this down um, just because it's a little near and dear to my heart. <laughs> uh, is I think just the progression system that I would say I don't have a stat line, but like a majority of what I have been exposed to is that they don't have a proper um, progression system in place in all of the gyms simply because they can't watch all the gyms, obviously. Um, but what would you what, what would you say about that? Yeah, so like I was saying, when I went to the seminar, we went through a pretty good progression system. Um, but, you know, ACE, ACE trainers ACE trainers go through a great progression system. Um, and then you still see ACE trainers in the gym, commercial gyms. Um, and you're like, what in the world are they doing? What? How did they pass that test? Very fair. Um, yep. So it, it is for sure uh, true. Uh, the problem with uh, boxes is, um, you know, somebody becomes a CrossFit trainer. CrossFit uh, coach, and they can open their own box if they have the money for it, if they have the space for it. Um, they can open their own box, and at that point, if they have you know some box in some city that's not being overviewed too much, they can do just about anything they want to. Uh, they have to, uh, they're supposed to follow guidelines, um, but you know if they bring a bunch of people into their CrossFit gym and they start making a ton of money, um, and they're trying to get that money in as quickly as possible and move people through, uh, there, of course, they're going to, uh, there's going to be some people that aren't doing so well with that. For sure. Um, so with this, I just kind of wanted to sidebar onto it as well is, uh, that you're kind of teaching the highest, the highest technical lift there is first. Like if, if I'm wrong, please correct me, but I believe you're, you're pretty much teaching almost all, uh, Olympic lifts, um, and, that these are clearly the hardest lifts to learn. Um, but do you think that um, there is a certain way that they should be doing it in these box gyms or if not, if they, you know what I mean? Like what, what should they be doing f to get all the way up to these Olympic lifts, I should say. And if they are, if they should be doing it that way, are they? Yeah. And, um, from what I've seen, like, you know, just having my CrossFit cert, not even a year yet from what I've seen, um, most gyms aren't. They're rushing their athlete through as quickly as possible so that they can move on and get more athletes in. Um, and they're not going through all the training protocols that they should be. Um, that's not with every box gym, but that is with some that I've seen. And, um, you know, body weight and PVC pipes, it should be all that they use, maybe even for a month or two or three months. If that client has no strength training background whatsoever, uh, they shouldn't be using anything more than a PVC pipe until they know how to, you know, properly move that weight around. Um, and then once they do, they should be keeping it really low-key. Um, as we know, as personal trainers, you don't load a movement up until it's proper. Um, and we see that all the time in CrossFit, that we're loading up as quickly as we can and just um, throwing some weight around to hit some max numbers and be competitive and beat somebody. Um, and they're doing it way before they should. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I love... Um... I just I, I kind of heard back what you were saying from maybe a uh, a clip ago too. I just want to completely agree. Like ACE trainers, it's it's not anywhere specifically just CrossFit, but like ACE, you're right. There are ACE trainers that don't follow the right progression scheme and things like that too. Um, and obviously with CrossFit, like you just said, uh, the competition thing will have an effect on it. And um, the people that shouldn't be in the CrossFit gym or should be using the PVC pipe for three to six months, I think they're getting like three to four days with it. And then they're jumping right into the heavy thing, like you said. Um, so the next that obviously will correlate to the next point is just the high injury rate. Um, you have uh, a little bit different of an opinion of, uh, on this as me. So I would like you to go first, my good friend. 
Yeah, so um, there's definitely injuries in CrossFit. There's no doubt about it. Shoulder injuries being one of the most popular. Um, you know, listening to, to different podcasts and, and uh, researching CrossFit and researching fitness altogether. Um, you know, there's doctors now that are going around specifically just to take care of these CrossFit athletes that are getting hurt. They're going around specifically just to take care of these CrossFit athletes that are getting hurt. Um, and there's, uh, you know, physical therapists that are doing specifically just CrossFit. Um, the injuries are there. We know it. Um, but the only thing I can defend CrossFit with on that is that um, basketball has them as well. And so does football. Um, the thing is that CrossFit is in the margin where it can be general population. Um, and, you, you know, it can be considered similar to a commercial gym but it can be considered similar to the NFL. Um, you can have a wide range of just about anybody. So you're opening up a very large market of people to get injured or to people to you know, succeed in what they're doing. And that's where um, it sticks out the most, I think, with injuries. Um, it's, definitely, it's definitely high on the list. You can, you can Google you know, CrossFit injuries and you're going to see a lot of criticism around it. Um, but I think there's a lot of good to it, too. And I don't think it's going to be something that's a fad that's going to go away. Uh, I think CrossFit's here and it's going to stay. And hopefully they just keep continuing to Chris build Laffin on what they have. Hey, boom. Um, that is a fire population. sentence. Obviously sentences, but that was just, oh, my God. Yes. Um, I, I agree. Um, I know I said at the beginning that I had a different opinion, but that was just to get a little fire out of you. And uh, clearly it worked as you came from my sport basketball. I, I heard it. I heard it. Um, so I, I agree for sure with the fact that it is a sport. Um, you're the one who brought this to my attention to stop, not to not think of it as a training method or style that it is in fact a sport. Um, and that then it made more sense to me, uh, the fact that there are injuries in every sport and that that should be considered. But, um, obviously some people aren't even thinking of it as a sport. So I think that's something that should be put out there almost like broadcasted that CrossFit is a sport and if you're not an athletic person you should probably work your way up to it and not just jump right into the CrossFit games you know what I mean like that's you wouldn't do that in anything else right into the CrossFit games you know what I mean like that's yeah definitely you wouldn't and, uh, do that I mean, in anything else and, and we see it also with uh, personal training you know we have liability waivers that we have our clients sign as, as you know as well as I do um and they're at risk of getting injured as well, and I'm working one-on-one -on -one with them. I know that's the closest uh, knit thing that we can do for training, and they still have a chance to get injured. Uh, so when you take a group of people and tell them to go crazy with a hit training, uh, obviously that widens the range of injuries uh, to them clients, uh, to any, yeah. any portion yeah, of what they could, yep. could be doing could um, injure them. The next point I wanted to say is... Uh, let me let me ask you this. What do you think of uh, the pricing system that they have there? Like, what what would you consider it system that they have there? Okay. Like, what what would you consider it? It's um it's expensive, but okay. we're finding that with a lot of uh, fitness is booming. Um, fitness is going to continue to boom, uh, and the market is going to continue to boom, and the costs are going to continue to rise. Um, Orange Theory Fitness, you know, where I'm at right now is very expensive. That's one of our biggest complaints is it's expensive. But what you're getting from it um, is cheap for your health. Um, if you're seeing results and you're not being injured in those results and you're able to get what you're looking for, um, mm -hmm. then what, what, how can you put a cost on that, you know? Um, mm -hmm. If you, you know, you are a member that's lost Priceless. 100 pounds and you feel like it was life-saving, um, is $150 too much a month? Priceless. Yeah, it's it's really priceless. So yep, um, it, CrossFit's expensive for sure, but uh, so is personal training. Uh, yep. So is you know Orange Theory Fitness. So um, there was yeah. a point where I was personal training for nothing less than seventy five dollars a session. So yeah. when you you think of that, two sessions being the same as my monthly cost right. at yep, CrossFit. Absolutely. Um, cool. It, huh. It's, it's I, actually um, on the fairly you cheap side. You just brought some more light to my eyes, as you do pretty much every time I speak with you. Um, that's fair. I, I also, just to speak on the Orange Theory thing too, um, I think what you get from the gym is uh, 
one way you could look at it for the price wise because I mean clearly you said that you get heart rate monitors like that's that's high tech I mean that that is that is some good quality um, fitness planning programming and um, equipment clearly because if you're giving out or handing out well, I don't know what the uh, protocol is but if you're giving out um, heart rate monitors to be able to coach them better then clearly every single one of you care about the way that they're working out then clearly every single one of you care about the way that they're working out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it gives them a little more indi uh, individualization uh, mm -hmm. in, the, in the training, in the workout. And it gives them motivation, too. you got numbers in front of you yep. uh, and pushing you, you segue uh, to perfectly. achieve your goal um, every time you're in that gym. It gives you a little bit more personalization at the Orange Theory gym. Um, that was my next issue with CrossFit is that it's more of like a one-size-fits-all. Do you um, agree, disagree? Of like a one size fits all do you um agree disagree yeah i would say um especially when it first started it definitely seemed like it was a one size fits all but um we also got to remember that crossfit started off in somebody's garage um and it blew up faster than anybody thought it would so um it's definitely gotten better it's still uh maybe a one size fits all um i would say it's more of a less on the general population side and more on the novice or intermediate training styles. Um, but with them continuing to grow with these uh, different classes that they're offering and different things, uh, we have a CrossFit gym right next to us that's offering kids' classes now. Uh, you know, your kid can come in and get a workout in. And with uh, the ob obesity rate for children being so high, that's an awesome thing that they can <laughs> offer. Um, and I don't think that the kids are going to be in there getting injured. I would hope not. But... Um, <laughs> The way that they grow with this, I think uh, it, it can only get better, and it can only start to adapt to a more absolutely. general no, public. No training. Um, and hopefully a oh, safer if I say absolutely way of time. training as well. Uh, <laughs> no no um, type of training is going to be perfect. No person is going to be perfect or coach or trainer, obviously. But um, I, I'd like to see the growth with CrossFit. Um, I, I, I would hope there would be some sort of – I wish there was a chart that you could see with the growth uh, with CrossFit because clearly it is growing um, at a ridiculous rate um, and if they are that that's a really awesome idea to have the kids do the um, training as well and I hope that they keep improving or like uh, branching out into different categories that make it more accessible to everyone for sure branching out into different categories that make it more accessible to everyone for sure yeah for sure and um, and with the CrossFit going so fast um it's it, there, there's other fitness industries that are doing the same thing, and I like to continue to talk about Orange Theory because I'm you know really drawn into what we're doing right now. Wow. Um, but we're we you know Orange Theory's only been around for I think less than ten years. Uh, we wow. already have we have 1,300 studios around the world. Um, one of my members here in Ocala, Florida, um, took their honeymoon out in Madrid, um, and on their honeymoon the next day they went over and did an Orange Theory fitness Shut class. Shut up. So that was <laughs> really cool. Um, and what's <laughs> awesome is that he, he was like, you know, I didn't understand a word that they were saying. It was all in Spanish. But he's <laughs> like, I knew, what, I knew what to do. I got a good workout in. And I could oh, challenge my awesome. family and friends back in Florida because we did the exact same workout that day. Um, oh, you know, the workouts that's are the same all day long. Did they give long. him a new uh, heart rate uh, monitor while he was different. out there? Or did he have to bring the one from home? That's <laughs> incredible. Did they give yeah, him a so new uh, heart rate monitor while he was out there? Or did he have to bring the one from home? <laughs> So, so you buy them, actually. You buy your heart rate monitor once you start doing it quite yep. often. Uh, you know, your first couple classes, you come in, you check it out. You get heart rate monitor rentals. Yep. Um, but then you buy one, and that's, awesome. uh, that's yeah, yours, that's, and that, you use it. That should any, be any studio you want to go to in the world, you um, can use it at. Not to compare it to, like, a corporate gym, but that should be at more, like, retro fitnesses and, like, Planet Fitnesses just to make sure because these are, like, more of a general population or elderly um population that are going to these gyms and they're using it specifically for cardio usually um so i think that's a really good idea to have at all gyms out there and um seeing that orange theory uh kind of is the first gym that i know of that has started with it um i think they se seem to be pioneering the whole heart rate monitor group training thing i think they se seem to be pioneering the whole heart rate monitor group training thing yeah it's i mean it's there's, it's out there uh, some local gyms are using it as well um, but it's the most popular right now. It's the, one of the fastest growing right now with it. And uh, as we know, heart rate-based interval training 
Um, you know, anything with the heart rate is one of the most popular ways or one of the most beneficial ways to, to train somebody to their specific heart rate. Um, now, what we use for the formula is a little more general because we're not one-on-one -on -one with everybody. Um, but what they're doing um, is definitely making it personalized yeah. to them yeah, as they come into class and they see what great. they get and they improve on it. It's great to see um, improvements in the group training, too, because I've never been a huge fan of uh, group training um, minus, like, the camaraderie and the um, – high energy just specifically looking at the um individual like uh customization or personalization of the training obviously it'll lack but um with the with the heart rate monitor i feel like you'd be able to go a little bit more in depth um with that so the last thing i had for uh cons about crossfit and obviously you can add to this after i get this out um is i think it's going to be hard to gain weight um for anyone doing this, especially if you're like a, uh, a someone going in there with a low body fat and you're having an issue gaining weight, I think this will not necessarily be the best thing for you because you're consistently doing um, cardio in between your strength circuit and you're not really able to put all your um, focus into the strength. Do you agree, concur, disagree? You're not really able to put all your um, focus into the strength. Do you agree, concur, disagree? Yeah, I would say so. Um you know, you would have to have another modality in your fitness um, fitness journey to help improve on, you know, strength gains maybe um, when you're considering like weight gain and maybe if somebody was a little more on the, um, you know, lean side, gaining weight would be a little tougher. Um, but that's with anything. Um, you know, I'm taking my Orange Theory Fitness classes for overall fitness and cardio and, and the HIIT training. But of course, I'm sticking to my strength training on the side too because, you know, that's what I need. And and sometimes you need just a couple things uh, to do it. And it depends on how, um, well, you know, what your goals are and how um, dedicated yeah. you are to, yeah. uh, it's you know, definitely, I, getting at I, I those couldn't goals. think of the word before. Ectomorph is what I was thinking of. Um, uh, is so, so that's, I'm happy you said that because I was just about to say, like, you, I believe you are one as well. Um, so, yeah, so you're doing strength training outside of um, your group training to kind of keep up with gaining muscle side of um your group training to kind of yeah. keep up with gaining muscle yeah and that's that's for sure for anybody who's a hard gainer that's what they're going to need to do um putting on those extra carbs and calories and keeping a strength training program yeah. with your cool. high intensity so training i think that um, covers all must. the uh cons for crossfit do you have anything else you'd like to add or maybe i forgot the uh cons for crossfit do you have anything else you'd like to add or maybe i forgot no, I think that's that's definitely good. Yeah, that was yes. a lot. Like I yeah. said before, uh, the I feel like you got a lot it, you could talk about. Um, but a majority of, of it for sure. I would say ninety percent of each. Honestly, I can't really um, come to find anything else. So the next part of uh, the podcast, I wanted to talk about just alternatives to CrossFit and uh, kind of what you would look for um, for a good quality CrossFit gym. So um, let's just start. Let's just start with the quality gym because I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this. What What would you be looking for in a CrossFit gym um, if you were a, you know, not a trainer and you're just looking to go and have a, a successful, success, successful uh, CrossFit class, have a, a successful, success, successful uh, CrossFit class. Yeah, it's funny because uh, at the end of my two day seminar, um, you know, we finished off with uh, the master trainer was like. You know, anybody, anybody has any questions, you know, please ask now. And my question was, um, okay, I've never really been to a CrossFit gym. I've never been a member. Um, how do I find a good gym? How do I find a good box? Um, and everybody had a different answer. Um, but the, the, the most common answer was explore. Um, see where you connect. See where you see the most um, progressions being made. Um, and see where the people actually, you can tell when somebody actually cares. Uh, so look for that and find a place that you feel comfortable. Uh, that's the and that's with anybody. Uh, you know, sometimes connecting with a personal trainer is just a connection. They could be a great trainer, but if you don't connect with them, absolutely, uh, you got to move on and find yeah. somebody else. I I completely I think that's the same I, with a box or anything. That word. This is <laughs> um, yes, I think with any sort of training, like you just said, that you'll have to have a connection. Um, the only thing, and you can tell when they care, I like the progressions. I like that they said that, looking for whoever does the most progressions because I completely agree. Um, you want to see, obviously, if you're um, an everyday 
gym goer like uh, if you're not a trainer you're gonna have a harder time spotting the progressions um or like the lingo to know if they actually know what they're talking about um but if you have anyone else who you're uh you have trust in maybe bring them with you to have them check out the place to see if they actually know what they're talking about or are doing the progressions the way they should be actually know what they're talking about or are doing the progressions the way they yep. should be yeah i mean that's a great point and uh word of mouth too uh, if you know if you know somebody who yep. knows somebody uh that's the best way that the fitness industry gets around is uh word of mouth uh for sure you know if you have a bad rep it's gonna follow yeah, absolutely um, and if you have um, a good one it's going oh to be, God. you know, it's going to be talked about for sure. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, so for the next part, I, I think we covered how you would find a good uh, gym, CrossFit gym. Um, so just some alternatives. What do you think? Because we talked about the uh, intermediate, intermediate and like the high level athletes going there to um, and they would be OK. But like, where do you think um, some beginner entry level people could still get like the, all the pros that they would get from crossfit without having to go there and do like the the harder workouts that they w shouldn't be doing like the camaraderie and the high intensity and um like the different the nice energetic environment you know what i mean intensity and um like the different the nice energetic environment you know what i mean yeah the first thing i'm going to push is orange theory for sure um, right. I love Makes it. Sense. I, fell in, <laughs> I fell in love with it when I started doing it. I fell in love with it when I started training there. I fell in love with it when I started coaching. Um, we have a lot of a lot of competitive parts to it. There's, um, you know, we have days that are called benchmark days. Uh, that's when you're trying to get for your personal record or your personal best. Uh, awesome. We do we do uh, leaderboards on those days where you know leaders are up on the board. We post on social media. Um, we also do uh, we have a dry try. It's a triathlon inside the studio. Uh, twice a year where we're doing triathlons inside the studio, which is a lot of fun, too. And that's that competitive side as well. Um, but then we also have, you know, our some of our signature workouts and our basic workouts um, where it's a great workout. And it may not be as competitive, but you still got a group of people pushing you and you're pushing them. Um, and you're and we're seeing results. And uh, like I said in the beginning, we have, you know, some of our clientele are as young as 14 or, or so. And then we got you know, 80, 80 something year old members as well who are, are doing the same workout. Right that's next incredible. To the person the, uh, who's uh, the maybe, the, you know, 30, 40 years younger that's than them. Awesome. I think that is a wicked, wicked good idea. Oh my goodness. That's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so Orange Theory, I mean, it's everywhere. Like you said, all the way in Madrid. Um, in my current location, it's not there. So I would just like to speak on like, anywhere where like group classes i mean orange theory honestly to be honest with you it sounds absolutely perfect because the way you can compete with your other friends that's exactly what crossfit would bring the way um that you're surrounded by other people like a group training session um that definitely brings out like you feeding off of each other's energies and things like that um that definitely brings out like you feeding off of each other's energies and things like that um yeah it's it's it's, it's an awesome in the fitness industry right now, it's I think it's one of the top notch for what we can offer. I mean, it does lack things, and that's with anything. Nothing's going to be perfect. Uh, like I said, I do my strength training on the side because I need a little more. Um, but yeah, I believe overall it. I fitness mean, right now, it I sounds like you guys are doing a lot of the things right, for sure. um, from what I can tell. And then also, uh, just the innovative. Like I've never even heard of a dry triathlon. Like that's a that's a great um, way to have people really buy into your whole um community and like making it so they have a way to compete with each other and just drive and motivate each other the whole time i think that's really awesome yeah it's cool so that pretty much covers everything that i have had for us today um i i would like to thank you very much for being on the podcast that was awesome all the information um, yeah I'm, I'm, i was hyped to do it it was a lot of fun i'm glad you had me on it was, it's awesome yeah, absolutely. I'm sure I will be seeing you whether when I come to Florida or when you come back up to Massachusetts. I definitely just uh, let let everyone know where where they can get connected with you or um, just give them all your information, where to find you, where to look you up, where they can train with you. I have my coaching page on uh, Instagram and Facebook, uh, Coach Lafayette, um, but it tends to a lot of my members and a lot of my 
people follow me for training tend to follow me just on my Facebook as well. Uh, so just my name, Chris Lafume, on there. Um, but I have that on Instagram and then the Coach Lafume page on there as well. Um, and then just reaching out to me. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm always open Facebook Messenger, you know, texting, whatever it is. Always open to uh, help somebody, guide somebody, and give some information, tips and tricks and all of that. Even if it's just about uh, taking some naps, how to, how to take the best nap. <laughs> I'll, I'll offer you whatever you need. That's awesome. Um, where Where is uh, the Orange Theory that you work at located? Uh, we're in Ocala, Florida. Awesome, like Central awesome. Florida, um, you know, right, right near the Ocala National Forest. Awesome. Sweet. Okay. Well, uh, if you guys have any other questions based on this podcast or if you'd like to be on the podcast, you can get a hold of me at Lifting Standards Training on Instagram, uh, Lifting Standards on Facebook. And that is all I have for this week's episode. I would like to thank you, Chris, one more time for being on the show and filling everyone's head with knowledge. Yes, thank you very much.